Hello, this is Quantum Peeper, a podcast about creative thinking on self-care, authentic relationships, and non-traditional families for a more peaceful and just world. I'm your host, Kristen Harrison. Let's get started. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Quantum Peeper podcast. This is uh, episode number two, Dose. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's that's something, because uh, a lot of times in life we try something and it's kind of fun, but then, you know, squirrel, you know, we, we go off to the next thing. But uh, so many of you guys listened, and I really really appreciate your ear holes just soaking in my words and uh, how they, they traveled to your heart and moved you. And thank you so much for telling me that on my uh, my Facebook. Uh, I it's, 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 it means the world to me that my experience or whatever it is that I'm going through in some way is a help or a guide to somebody else. And that's really the reason why I started Quantum Peeper um, a long time ago anyway. Um, so I, I think think what I wanted to, to, to kind of talk about today was um, how to not, it's kind of going to be a weird thing, I think, um, but not necessarily being positive all the time. Uh, let's not be positive. I, I know you're going, what, what, what? Like the record scratching, Um but but no, yeah, Kristen's going to talk about not being positive, not being uh, super duper happy all the time. And I, I think that's one of the things that I get a lot is that you know, people who maybe know me in passing or know me from work or know me in different places, they... they 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 get my they get my vibes you know what I mean they get my radiance they get my my uh, my my general joie de vivre and uh, they 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 would they would say probably you know oh Kristen you're, you're one of the most positive people I know you're so positive you're so energetic and blah 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 and you know by and large true I'll call that true I'll 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 own that but it doesn't come by way of not, um, not feeling the negative stuff too. And so that's actually what I want to get into today is, uh, kind of maybe the first part in a multi-part series of creating a feelings key. Um, I think this is a really useful practice that I've been working on, uh, for myself and then for the kids too. But, you know, being able to really just be present in your feelings so that you can figure out what, is it that needs to happen next? Uh, I think uh, where we are in our world sometimes is that we, uh, we, we we move away from our feelings. We don't actually sit with them. And then we don't get to know what's really happening at a deeper level. And we, 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 we miss the chance to grow and change. And so one of the things um, I probably, because because we're going to be talking about some anger, you know, uh, anger and disappointment. And uh, so that's, that's why if you've got kids in the room today, if you've got your kids in the car, you're listening to old Quantum Peeper uh, with kids around, maybe just... Maybe just push pause. Maybe just push pause and come back to it. Come back to it when you're having a little grown-up moment. Maybe with a little glass of wine or a little uh, run on the treadmill. Uh, 
but yeah, I think it, I, I, I might cuss. I don't know if I am. I don't know. Maybe. But if I do cuss, I don't want any kids to. Basically, my kids are going to be the kids who teach your kids to cuss. So I don't need to do it directly. Um, but yeah, so so let me just kind of kind of jump in. Um, I in my day to day world, right? So I work in a sales environment, and I don't know if you guys are also people who work in around people all the time. And one of the things that I have come to understand in sales is that a person who is essentially a problem solver. That's what I see is, my role as a salesperson is I have a certain number of problems I can solve. I want to figure out if you have the problems that I can solve and then if I can solve them, I'm going to convince you that I can solve them, right? That is sales. And in order to do that, one must have what I call state control. And state control, I think they also use this in the pickup um what do you call it? The pickup artist people, they say this was straight state control. Uh, but just essentially the idea that you have a baseline uh, read on your emotions, that you're not too excited, you're, you're, not, you're not influenced by, by a, a sadness, you're just kind of in a place of neutrality, that you are holding any kind of a strong feeling or emotion at bay so that you can remain focused on the conversation in front of you. So, and, and I know that you're saying to yourself, my Kristen, that sounds so easy. I would love to do that all day long. And I said, I know, but no, it, it, it's pretty tough actually um, to, to stay in that state of focus. Uh, and so I think that's why this feeling, this idea of having a feelings key has been so important to me. Uh, because when the, 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 the thing with sales and I think I was drawn to it for maybe my soul or like my learning or whatever, because it's all very, uh, it's all very fast. All of these lessons about uh, human nature and interaction are just very, very close together and very intense. Uh, but the, the, the problem is, is when you're trying to understand someone else's problem, you have to have empathy, right? You have to be able to imagine what someone else is feeling and what they're going through. And you have to be in that moment with them a little bit, right? You have to be uh, in in their shoes, if you will, but then also hold a position that's outside of it where you know that whatever it is that they are feeling, whatever it is that they that their state is or what, what they're going through emotionally because of the problem that they have, um, that there is a moment over here on the other side that that you need to bring them to where they are not going to have that problem anymore. And uh, that's it can be very exhausting. And, uh, and so it's kind of a weird world where you have to be empathetic, but at the same time, not dwell in feeling. What? That seems really tricky. So, but I, but I think, it, it, but that's why I'm drawn to it. I think because it's 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 definitely a, a level of human interaction that's just very intense in the communication. But one thing that I have noticed, and I I, I did I always joke, you know, my first year, um, of my current job, uh, I would look at a bottle of wine, and that was pretty much like a serving size uh, of wine. Is that people booze it up uh, with sales. Uh, they, they booze it up because you, you're you coming home from a long day or you're getting off work and 
just shit be hard. It is just tough. And, you know, you are just completely mentally fried, emotionally and mentally through the fucking ringer. And the problem with that is we, you know, we drink over those feelings, all of those things that have come up during the day and the feeling that we have about the feeling that we had and the feeling that we had, then what happens is there is no room to have sales as a tool for growth. And so why would we continue to do it? Well, some people, I mean, perhaps, I mean, I'm not one of the people, but some people can find, you know, the motivation to solve problems and make money. That's, that's good enough. But I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of loss that happens when people don't get to really dive into their feelings. Uh, so, what happens to I think, and, and maybe for you because you you were not in sales, you maybe you're you maybe you're a preschool teacher, or you're a mom, or you're a guidance counselor, or you are a checker at the grocery store, or you just are a human being living in the world. Uh, you also have big feelings that happen, and for whatever reason, you may toss them aside and tell them that they are. Uh, painful and that you don't want to deal with them and maybe maybe in your moment you're drinking over it or maybe in your moment uh you're i don't know shopping over it i do that sometimes amazon is too easy uh or you know maybe maybe even just being overworked overwork is a great way to avoid like actually processing your feelings all of these things are really fun um not uh to deal or not deal with what the actual feeling is trying to teach us. So for me, and I guess the reason why this came up today is my, um, my, 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 my topic du jour, uh, is because, oh my goodness, I had a day today. I was the, the, the highs and the lows and, um, things starting off very, you know, excited and very, positive and then just some real gut punches towards the end of the day and uh you know and, and I can tell you know I could you know I, because I am this sort of um antenna you know kind of a broadcaster of feelings that you know normally if I'm radiating you know gentleness and kindness and hope and all these other things that people do uh and then and then I'm mad or something is wrong it's like I think the energy just kind of gets sucked out of the room a little bit. It just kind of, and so I think, I think people could tell at the end of the day that I was, I was having a moment. Um, so, you know, something happened before I, I, I left work uh, that was a really big help. And I want to tell you about that in a little minute. But um, when I got home, I had my feelings. I had my moment <laughs> where I am on my bed and I'm crying on my Tom Squatch pillow. My, uh, my, my best friend made for me. It's Tom Hardy and Sasquatch together. He's like a nursemaid who is my full body, body pillow. Um, and just have a moment to just take it all in and feel like the disappointment and feel the anger and then let it go. You know, I think a lot of times of my life, I've been afraid that if I allowed myself to actually just feel the feeling, I would break, you know, that it would, it would be so much that it would just, you know, drive me crazy or I would um, lose my mind or something. And uh, what I've been practicing is having that not happen, you know. 
so of course what I did was I, I got home, I made myself some vegan, uh, nachos on, you know, uh, not totally vegan, but the, but the, if you, can, if you can dig on some vegan cheese, it's very delicious and it doesn't make you fart. It's great. And then put on a stupid ass movie and had a moment of state control. So, you know, that's a, that's a little tiny tip there to you is, um, you know, dumbass movies or, uh, you know, sometimes for me, it's like, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, death metal can be a state control. Uh, another one might be, um, you know, like, you know, nineties cop killer rap, you know, whatever, whatever it is that will quickly kind of just shock you into a different emotion, different state. It kind of is like a palate cleanser. So basically, you know, death metal could kind of be like an emotional sorbet in between, uh, the different chapters of your day. Uh, but yeah, more, more on ways to quickly change your feelings around. Um, and another point, but I wanted to, to first talk about something that, you know, the, the, the feeling of disappointment, um, this is this is one that we I, I really like to run from. Uh, it's one that is really because man, disappointment sucks because if you are disappointed, it means that you are not cool. You know, if you're disappointed, it means that you actually fucking cared. And if you actually fucking care in the world we're in, I mean, what kind of pathetic fool are you to have been? to believe that something could have gone the way that you wanted it to go. How could you have possibly cared enough to put that much energy into it? What a fucking fool you are, right? That's what disappointment tells you, you know, that it's, that there is, you you, 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 you shouldn't, <laughs> or maybe that, that, that you shouldn't have cared, but that, the joy in it or like the, 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 the lesson in it is that on the other side of it, there was something to actually care about that there was something that you actually value. And as much as I really want to not have disappointment because I have it a lot. Um, if you can, if I can work with disappointment, then I can figure out what it is that I really value. You know, I mean, just to kind of go back to, because I'm talking about work tonight, is uh, my, in sales, I had a, a, a young woman that I was coaching. Uh, I wasn't actually call coaching her, but she was a person that was uh, a new person on our team there. And she had gone through a conversation with a small business owner. And the small business owner was a person who really needed the help. And so meaning that, you know, if, if we have a solution that can help that person with their marketing or getting more business and they need the business, they need the money. And this young woman could see the problem that the person had. And she knew that she had a solution that could genuinely help. And she went round and round and round with the client and just ended up in tears uh, when when the, the, the client didn't actually move forward. And she got so, 
so embarrassed. She was so embarrassed. And I and actually, no, this is actually a person. It's not me. It's not me. I mean, but I mean, it could have been me, but it's not like, oh, my friend. But no, it, it really was. It was this other, other gal. Um, and, and I, and I took her aside and, and I just was like, look, you know, first of all, don't be embarrassed that you're crying. Cause you know, us women at work and our tears, we got to keep that shit on lock. Uh, because I said, you know, you are only upset right now because you actually cared. And if you actually care about something, you actually care, then you can have passion and you can, and you can move through and keep going to try and help people with that passion. If you, if you genuinely care about the outcome and it was like a moment, it just kind of was like the, the, the clouds parted for her just for this moment where she didn't feel like she was broken because she was disappointed. I think in our, in, in, this is sales culture, you know, you're supposed to just kind of like walk it off and never, <laughs> you know, just stay even keeled and never get mad, you know, if, if, if something doesn't go your way. Um, that's not true, you know, that, that people definitely have their moments where they get pissed off about something. But I guess for me, disappointment, becomes a moment of being able to reconnect. It's a reconnection to what's really important. You know, what is, what is, what are my guiding values? And, um, what do I have sorrow for when, when I, when I can't act on those values? So that's one to work with. You know, I, 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 what I, what I do sometimes is I'll be, um, having a moment where I'm like, you'll be great. Like, eight ball of heroin and like 40 balls of wine and like just fuck all this shit. Like when I'm really having a moment where I just want to escape and um, then take a minute and instead of doing all of those weird things, uh, just stopping and taking some breaths and just having some questions. Like what is it that I'm so afraid of right now? What am I, what am I trying to get away from? And then it's this feeling of feeling like, oh man, I failed or oh, it's disappointment and then kind of asking within the disappointment, oh, that's what that is. Okay, well, well, why? And just being curious and being kind to myself, uh, I come up with a lot of really good answers. I come up with a lot of kind of a, 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 an emotional roadmap, if you will. Um, that's, that's what I'm working on, finding my way um, bit by bit. So... That was disappointment. Um, and then the other one I just wanted to talk to you about, and I, we probably could talk all night about this one, is uh, is anger. And anger has been a real sticky wicket for me because I, like a lot of women, uh, like a lot of people in the world really, have been, uh, have been uh, enculturated to not show anger that if we show anger that's ugliness you know if we show anger then um you know there's something you, we, we must be crazy to be angry and I kind of feel like nowadays it's kind of like if you're not angry you're you're the crazy one bud if you're not angry I tell you what um but what what happened with anger um to, you know let, let's just think about this first 
here's what I do with anger. If once I actually catch myself and I'm like, oh man, you know, what am I suppressing? <laughs> what am I, what's going to come out sideways? What is it? Okay, it's anger. Okay. And then the thing that I don't do well enough yet, but I'm working on is the anger gets even worse because I, I create a story around it and I let it fester inside of me. And I think the worst about a situation. Uh, and then that's, that's, that then, then it just basically makes it into this like downward spiral of angry, um, like basically like an angry tornado gathering speed inside yourself. Um, but I give you can I give you an example because I can't use my examples for my own life because you know to to protect the innocent we have changed the actual situations. Uh, so let's say, let's just say we're say like there's a party, right? Let's just say that. So I'm talking about why I'm angry, right? So let's just say there's a party, right? Let's say that there's a party that's going on, and I you're dressed to almost dressed to go to the party like you maybe have like a nice dress on and like maybe in passing to the people that are throwing the party you've told them in passing that you really like parties that you would be really super into going to a party sometime and that you'd be open you know to having a conversation about going to a party and you would you would think that if there was a party because you're pretty much dressed for the party that you would just be like, well, clearly you're invited to the party. Or at least, like, let's, we, let, we're, we're planning a party. Can you make it? You know, get, get you kind of part of it. Um, but then you find out that there has been a party and you were not invited, but some other person who maybe was into parties, maybe not, was invited. And why were they invited, but you weren't? And so you're in your freaking party dress but you just didn't put on your shoes because you didn't know you were supposed to be going to the party and you're just sitting there fucking crying, eating vegan nachos, you know? Like, why? Um, so that feeling of being excluded, that feeling of uh, not being chosen, right? That's, that's my stuff right there, you know? That's so, so, you know, take away the situation, take away the actual story of what's going on, but the underpinning, the underlying feeling of not being chosen and not being good enough, that's my shit. That hits me where I fucking live. And so when I'm angry, it's also covering that, right? That soft place that I wish wasn't soft. I wish it wasn't a place that was. Um, hurtable but the anger teaches me two things right so if I can feel the anger and go through it and then let it just roll through my body like a thunderstorm then in the aftermath you know when a thunderstorm is like uh, it, it, the, the, the sky looks very strange and kind of halo-y, and everything seems like it's new again, and the air feels very clear, right? In that aftermath of the thunderstorm, then I can have some time to figure out what, what got poked, right? So I'm not good enough, right? I'm not chosen. 
then those weak places I know I can do some work, right? I can do some uh, affirmation. I can do some uh, journaling. I can talk to some friends who would definitely assert that I am totally enough. I'm so enough, right? But then also the anger teaches me that like, fuck those guys in their fucking party. Like how many times am I going to get ready for the party and like be basically ready to go and be like, Hey man, I want to go to the party. And then I don't get invited to the party. Uh, the part, Oh, the party was just, we just happened to have it at last minute. I'm sorry. We should have, uh, you know what, if we were going to even make a big party, we would have invited you. But I mean, we all just kind of got together and then suddenly there was, you know, disco dancing and it was just a party. But I mean, we didn't even mean to have the party. Like, fuck you and your shit again and again, right? That's the other thing that anger does, right? Anger also teaches us uh, that there are, there are, especially when we get angry over and over again, you know, that sometimes we just have to, to, to either make a change. What, what can we change in the situation? You know, do we find a new group of friends who will invite us to the party? Do we make our own party? Do we care about parties anyway? And we just go live as a hermit in a fucking cave eating vegan queso and watching MacGruber. I mean, like what, you know, what, what needs to happen in order to have the anger, like what, what is the justification for the anger? Anger spurs us to action. And so if we, 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 we squelch the anger, if we don't feel the anger, it first makes it so that we don't figure out what's hurty, what's broken, what's vulnerable, the places that still need love and light. And it also makes it so that we don't know who to fucking kick in the teeth, right? Like, this is not my fault. This is your fucking fault. This is your problem, right? And sometimes people need their metaphorical teeth kicked in, right? People, I'm not, I'm not inciting violence. You know that I'm not inciting violence. But I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, that some people just need to be voted out of office and some people just need to um, be taken down a notch and some systems need to change and whatever it is that is the justification, the justified thing that needs to happen, sometimes that just needs to happen. And if we don't get angry, we don't allow ourselves to feel the anger and let it pass through us and know that the anger won't break us, we can just feel it, it can then go through us and we might get angry again, but in, at, the, at the end of the other end of it, there's healing and there's action and there's peace, right? Maybe not, maybe not long lasting peace. Maybe not like, you know, ecumenical, uh, what's the other word called? Uh, equanimity, like all of those good things that happen. Um, no, maybe it's just like a moment of peace. Maybe it's just a couple days of peace. Maybe it's just a, a 20 minutes of peace, but that's what's on the other side. And, I'm working on it, right? And it's hard. And I guess that's why, too, with this podcast, I'm telling you about it. Because what I've gotten as a response is that you guys are working on it, too. (laughs) And it's helpful, maybe, to just know that you're not the only one, you know? You're not the only one working with these things. And so I think where I would like to leave you for today is what happened right before I left work. 
And what it was was that my I was just found out that I wasn't invited to the party and I had a just I think I just had my my dark clouds around me because I think because I am I don't even know what the word is. I, I keep calling, I keep saying radiator, broadcaster, antenna, whatever, that it's very, just very clear when I'm not joyful because I think my normal state is joy. Um, I've, I've, I've heard before that joy is love without fear. And usually I don't feel uh, fear or if I feel fear, then I find some way to overcome it. But usually I'm in a state of pretty much, pretty much, you know, love and just, up and so I think my friend must have seen that um, because I was at my desk and I didn't even see him and uh, he came up and he sat down and he said I have something for you and I said okay and he put out his hand and he said he gave me this small stone and it was a small kind of um, greenish blue stone that looked like an elongated heart, small. Um, but he said that it was jade. And he said that it had come from a cliffside in California where he used to go uh, and jump into the water. And he knows that I, I collect my stones and I have my totems and I have my, my touchstones, like literal touchstones. I have, um, you know, a, a lot of my practice in the world is uh, having uh, stand-in physical symbols, physical items to represent the energy or the thought or the feeling that I'm working with. And so he knew what that would mean to me, uh, to, to have the jade. I told him that I had just told uh, Blanca the story of when she was about to be born I had worn a a, a, a jade bracelet that a friend had given me uh, she brought it in Hong Kong and I'd worn it for like two years and when I was about to give birth my um, my doctor had me, I had to take it off I had to take off the bracelet and my wrist had swollen so much that I couldn't get the jade bracelet off and it just snapped and when I told Blanca that, her she got so sad and she said, Mama, do you still have the jade? And I said, I don't know. I don't think so. And so today when my friend put this piece of jade into my hand, it felt like some kind of energetic loop closure. I don't know how to even explain that. But he told me that the stone uh, had come from the cliff and at the cliff there was this old rope this ancient rope that had all of these knots in it for people to hold on to before they jumped and that the rope was frayed and broken and failing but each person who came knotted it. And so the rope was old and the knots were ancient. And each person who was knotting the rope was creating a place for some stranger to hold on in the future.
and so. Here's a knot for you. This has been um, an emotional talk for me with you, but I really appreciate your ear holes and listening and taking it all in. And I'm looking forward to your feedback. I'd love to know what happens with you with your anger, what happens with you with your disappointment, and how anger and disappointment have been your teachers. And also, too, you know, I'd be really curious of the ways that you're consciously not feeling your feelings. <laughs> That's always really great. Uh, I've been trying to work with my friend, Vanny uh, Priest, on feeling my feelings a little bit better in her yin yoga program. And uh, I think that there's also a lot of, uh, ah, yes, me too, within the not feeling of feelings. So uh, let me know. I'm, I'm curious to hear. Leave me a voicemail uh, on, or a voice message on Anchor or shoot me a, a message on Facebook. And uh, I really appreciate all the feedback and the support and the love. Thanks so much.